everybody, I'm Kathy Fielder and welcome to the Fielder Report. I'm here with the dynamic and amazing Leah Frazier, who is an author, Emmy award-winning business owner. I mean, the list goes on and on. She's an attorney. I mean, you're just such a dynamic, amazing lady. And Thank so you. welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, absolutely. So let's start with, um, you've won some Emmys, which everybody is going to want to hear about. So tell me about that because that's like so cool. It's kind of funny because um, when I took on the jobs, they were with Channel 8. And so they called and they were like, we've never worked with a wardrobe stylist before. We're um, creating like this creative team and everybody's telling us to go to you. And I had hair, makeup, like I pulled out everything and they're just like in awe because they've never worked <laughs> with anybody of that capacity. And I was just happy to work with Channel 8. So I didn't go into it knowing that sure. when you work on these creative projects that they can send it off for all these different awards. And You're just doing your job. Exactly. Hard, right? <laughs> and I'm always, you know, thinking of other people yeah. too, like, oh, who else in town can I pull in? Sure. This is a big job. We're shooting in four different locations all over the place. So I'm calling Willie Johnson and <laughs> Katrina Henderson and um, really racking up all these people. And lo and behold, they took the project and submitted it. And it won, the first one won a regional Emmy. And then they called me and said, you will not believe this. <laughs> and I'm like, and, do I, am I an Emmy winner? <laughs> and they're like, yes, you're in the credits and this wouldn't have happened without you. And then we worked on another project and the same thing happened awesome. again. And um, it's funny because they only order so many awards. So it's like, if I want to go and see it and hold it, I've got to go to the station. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> right. But you don't, I didn't go into those things sure. knowing that you can win something for it. Mm -hmm. as, as something as cool as an Emmy. Mm -hmm. I went into it because it was a great opportunity. I brought in other people so that they could capitalize off the opportunity as well. And it was just, it was birthed out of passion. Absolutely. You know? Well, and don't you feel like, I mean, collaboration really is this, we, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. And so I know you're a woman of the same mind as me, that we want to support each other. We want to be dynamic together because some, in that way we create something bigger together. Yeah. Right, and you're a huge supporter of that. So I can understand, and you, like me, you just do your job every day, you work hard, and then, wow, that's so cool. I'm really getting an Emmy, that's like awesome, you know, so. But so yeah. tell me, because you're actually an attorney by trade. Mm -hmm. You went to law school and were a practicing attorney. Yeah. And now you're so immersed in fashion and writing books, and you're really not doing um, practicing law at all. And so what was the catalyst to kind of make you move out of that industry and into kind of a much more dynamic and creative industry? Well, not to say that law isn't dynamic, because of course it is. You could say that. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So I, I will say, and I'll come back to this in a minute, because I do have a question about being an attorney, um, being a business owner. I think it's such an asset. But so how do you, like, how did you transition? from fashion and move into, or from law, I'm sorry, and move into fashion. Let me say that again. So how did you transition and what made you transi transition from law into fashion? Well, I think I was doing, um, I had a personal shopping business and I was just styling all the other lawyers in town. So it was like <laughs> a hobby because I wanted them to stop coming to my office and asking me, where did you get that purse? Where did you get those shoes? That's cool. Right. And so I thought, like, what if I set up something cool where I do your closets and I'll go shop for you? Because there was all these beautiful women, but they had either no sense of right. style or... A bunch of suits. 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 But it was like, 
droopy behind. <laughs> they didn't show off Boxy their shape. jacket. Yeah. Oh yes. my God, it was just like terrible. Well, they had powerful the dynamic women, right? Yeah. That need to like fit the part with their wardrobe. Yeah, but for there was sure. no fit. Yes, for sure. It was baggy and, mm -hmm. and these were gorgeous women. And I'm like, let me help you out, girl. <laughs> and it was just something that was like on the weekends mm -hmm. and it turned into me starting this blog and then I don't know if you know Susan Friedman at all mm -hmm. sure. she found me when like when I was an attorney and said you know hey we have I have a client coming to Houston and they're in fashion and we need somebody Aww. to go on TV. I love Susan. I actually yeah. chair the Equest Gala and Susan does the PR for Equest so I know her well. Yeah, so yes. she discovered me. Like, oh, I funny. always give her the credit for discovering me because she awesome. says, when I was trying to find somebody in Houston fashion, your name was the only one that came up. <laughs> and I had only just started this hobby, like, months yeah. before. And she's like, I need you to go on Fox and do three segments. And I'm like, I've never been on TV before. Not telling Susan that. Right. And it just steamrolled into being an attorney, but blogging and writing and TV and still styling women right. until... I was doing it side by side for seven years and I was so exhausted and right. I was getting sick and sure. um, I wasn't getting any sleep and I decided, you know what, I'm going to go after the thing that wakes me up in the morning that Absolutely. I get so excited about, even though people are telling me you'll never make money at that. Right. And so I'm like, I'm going to show you. Absolutely. And so then that in 2015, I was in-house counsel at City, and I decided to leave. Oh, so that was a major <laughs> corporate job. Ma like, Hours You don't leave in-house counsel. No. Like, you don't leave that cushy gig as an attorney. <laughs> and how many hours a week did you work? Actually, it was pretty cool. I worked a regular nine to five, oh. but I managed over 100 or so law firms across mm -hmm. the country um, with our cases. But when you go in house as an attorney, it's the life. Like you don't leave that life. <laughs> of course not. To go <laughs> be all. a blogger. To be a blogger <laughs> and a closet and organizer. Shop for other people. Like <laughs> right. they yeah. thought I was insane and out of my mind and my family right. was like, what is what are you but doing? But you went to law school. Like I went to law school. Which brings me to a point that <laughs> I feel like, you know, I've learned as a business owner how to negotiate well, and obviously I have to re rely on my counsel to yeah. do some of those negotiations, but I feel like having that under your belt is kind of an extraordinary asset as a business owner, and to teach other people who own businesses to think like an attorney, because you'll have a better um, kind of, I think, outcome from kind of these deals you go into. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's been an asset for you? I agree. The art of negotiation is, is like, so people don't value it enough. Right. No. And I feel like my mom, like growing up, always says, it's the art of war. Like, <laughs> you have to know what your opponent's mm -hmm. move is before they make the move. For and sure. so that's how I see it in business is like, I need to know what mm -hmm. Kathy's non-negotiables are. I need to know what your goals are so that when I approach you, yes. I'm speaking your language, but I'm also getting what I need. And I, you're I'm protecting your entity as well. Exactly. Absolutely. And so I think so. that's a great amount of advice that um, anyone from 22 to 52 to 72 needs to understand is that when you're a business owner, you've got to think in that capacity at all times in order to protect don't. yourself. They don't. They don't. They don't. And We're it, in a me, me, me world. It's, well, and it's also, it's not an emotional thing. Right, and so all these business deals we're doing, we can get emotionally wrapped up. I've been working on a lot of them myself, but you just have to take a step back and realize there's no emotion here. It's just like black and white, A plus B equals C, and then we all like just get the deal done, right? Right. And so I think, you know, um, tell me about your books a little bit because you've written a couple, which yeah. are award-winning. Yeah. I mean, you really are so talented. 
And I'm so proud of you and you're so dynamic um, and you're working on a third. So, yes. I mean, what you started writing your first book, what inspired you? Well, I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. I was like, I'm too busy to do You have such a low-key personality. You're like, I wasn't really going to do it. I'm, I wasn't. I'm real badass, but, you know. I, mean. I was not going to do it. It was uh, the first two books that I co-authored were anthologies. And so the first one was called The Success Factor. And the visionary author approached me and said, I'm bringing uh, 12 women together for you to kind of write your story and just talk about your failures. All these other entrepreneur uh. books list here's what i did and here's the tips right. and being an entrepreneur is so positive great. thinking is so you know the cure for everything right, <laughs> right. but no but, one talks about i failed at 10 businesses before i hit the absolutely. one that actually worked and we've failed 10 times a day before that one I day after that oh, book came of out of course you did we all fail <laughs> okay, right? that's another book i mean absolutely yes <laughs> I failed after I failed. I failed after I failed, <laughs> and it was major, so wait for that one to come out. Absolutely. I 100% yeah. agree. Right. So that's a great concept, and it's something that people need awesome. to understand, and it's a great life lesson. You know, I tell my kids all the time, you're going to get knocked down a lot more times than you're going to stand up, but mm -hmm. the thing of it is, is the last time you get knocked down, that's the time you have to stand up the most, right? Exactly. And that's exactly what your point was with this book. Yeah, it, and you know, she asked and asked, and I was like, I don't have time for this. Right. I, I had just left um, being an attorney, and I was trying to figure everything right. out and make everything work, and I was like, I don't feel like I'm in a position to write about success, because yeah. success for me didn't mm -hmm. look like what I saw for everybody else. Well, and that brings me to a really great point, that as women or just people in general, there are so many days we don't feel successful. Right. Like on paper, we look super successful, right? Exactly. But you know, when we just are sitting there quietly in the morning, we're like, man, because we are failing more than we're succeeding so mm -hmm. many times because that's how you make successful lives. Right. And so whether that's in your relationships or just for me being a mother and parenting my children or just business or however that looks, right? It's so much Craziness. pressure. And so what is success? What do you think? Mm. And we didn't even talk about that before. So that's a hard question to just start you. But I mean, okay. Yeah. Well, because I think about that too, that mm -hmm. I'm a lot harder on myself than what oh. everybody else sees. And so um, I believe that I believe that my life is like a living example. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to play out those failures in front of everybody. So sure. it's like, so you don't have to make this mistake. Mm -hmm. um, so I know for me, I know my, inter my internal goals or my business goals, but to right. everybody else, the fact that I just left law <laughs> and went into a completely different career path totally different. and made it work, that was enough for them to define success. Whereas for me, I'm like, I need to replace my income and <laughs> right. I ain't gonna be living like this forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not, yeah, I totally get that. You know, it's, it's funny. I always look, success for me right now is um, having found out the things that are most important to me mm -hmm. and getting rid of some of the things that were kind of weighing me down, right? That's a word. Yeah, and having these relationships that are really um, just so impactful in my life mm -hmm. and realizing the ones that aren't right mm -hmm. and so you know I think success for me in my opinion changes and uh, as you grow and you become more on a daily basis those goals and that definition is gonna morph and become better or just as you're growing and getting, getting better as a person I mean I agree I think one of the mm -hmm. biggest lessons I've learned through this entire journey because I, I started the first business I think it was in 2009 when I was just being silly. Um, but I've appreciated just kind of 
watching who I am kind of evolve and appreciating the person that I didn't even realize I was. So when things were hitting the fan and I was failing and I was, I mean, I had to sell so much stuff to keep my business afloat and people didn't realize I was struggling, but to come out on top, I'm like, girl, anything can happen to you and nothing's going to keep you down and you're going to you win. Let it. If you don't let you're it, you're going to win. I know. I remember. I didn't know I had that in me. Of course. But I think, I think it was always there. No. You, Kathy, there's some stuff y'all have no idea that like people were like, I didn't even know, you know, you lost this and you lost that. And I walked two miles in the heat to put on a presentation one time because I didn't have a vehicle to get from A to B. I would have never imagined after having my nice little BMW that to make my business work or to make this entrepreneurial journey work, that that's what I would do. I understand. I sold watches to make payroll in 2010 after the crash. And, you know, I mean, just crazy things that I never, you know, special watches, one that I received for my five year wedding anniversary. I sold it, you know, and and so that's just it. I think success um, is doing whatever you need to do to make it happen, not hurting anyone by doing it, but just making it happen by being dedicated to whatever that goal is, right? Which you've obviously proven that you're capable of and more than capable of. Yeah, Um, it's exciting. It is exciting. It's a good feeling. It's an empowering and it's a strong feeling. And you just, you know that no matter what gets thrown at you, you're gonna tackle it and you're gonna figure it out. So can you tell what the third book that you're kind of writing? Yes. All right, tell tell me about the book. Because my attorneys are (laughs) (laughs) my attorney, the attorney with the attorney. Um, So as you know, um, I I own Think3 Media. We do a lot of communications and marketing. Mm -hmm. And so one of the main thing that I get asked all the time is um, for small businesses, how how can we do our own PR? And so I started doing these workshops two years ago where I'm like, here's how you can do some PR for yourself. It's not as good as an agency or a firm, but it's enough to get you some momentum. Um, and press and media and things you can do with social media and it was like this hit and I kept getting asked to do it and I was doing it for free and I'm like wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) so finally um, COVID kind of forced me to rethink some things Mm -hmm. Leah what can you put online that's virtual that's money generating so I took that course packaged it up it's uh, called PR yourself and it made more money in one like, class than we had made in three months. Amazing. And so I called my publisher and said, um, for a year I have wanted to put this in a book. And imposter syndrome kind of stopped me to say, you know, you, you haven't fine-tuned this enough, Leah, for anybody to actually want this. But COVID, just putting it out there because I yeah. had to. Yeah proved to me that there was a need. And so now we're working on that and it comes out December 18th. And so for all you people (laughs) want to know how to do it, it's all going to be in a book. And I'm excited because this is the one that I can actually take to conferences. I can teach you know, at institutions and, and it's helped so many people like you guys have no idea. Today's marketing landscape is just, extraordinary yeah right and it changes every day every day and we've all had to make changes and pivot the word of the year of course um right and figure out how to become effective in our business culture yeah because how do you become effective and then you know on top of that we've got an election year where there's all of these 
elements that are making yeah. it so hard to own a company. Um, if you had to say the top tip from your book or how to tell people how to market themselves, I mean, what's your best advice? Just one little sentence to help them understand. Get out of your own way. You're going to have to market yourself online. And from a business perspective, unfortunately, as owners, People are now wanting a more human element to marketing. Sure. They want to connect. They want the story. They want the story. They want the story How'd of your employees. How'd you survive employees. or what'd you do? Yeah. Or yes, absolutely. So you can't hide behind your business anymore and be like, I don't mm -hmm. want to do this Facebook Live or I don't want them to interview me. I just want them to highlight the company. That's just not how it works anymore. Absolutely. So you're going to have to connect online. Um, and if you're nervous, because I hate being on camera, <laughs> not today. But you know, uh, you're gonna have to do it because people, when they buy into they you, they're gonna buy into you. all. They want to know your story. Exactly. Yeah, and they want to be just. They want to see how they can relate to you. Right. And it's never been more important, right? Especially right now, where they're like, "Well, look at Kathy. You know, she's doing this. She's pandemic chic. My stuff. My stuff is always saying, "Oh my gosh, I need you to do face more Facebook lives." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, really? I mean, so it's the same. I mean, you know." And I was actually um, six or seven years ago, I had a hundred friends on Facebook. But then I realized that it was mm -hmm. so, so important. And mm -hmm. I, if I was going to really do what I wanted to do, I had to step out there and do it, right? Right. And so, but it was very uncomfortable for me too. Now, you know, and it's still uncomfortable to go on camera sometimes. I mean, and just have a conversation and, and really talk to people about yeah. the real stuff, yeah. right? But that's what everybody that we need to understand is that's what we're marketing in today's market. And You're marketing. And people want to always pigeonhole PR into press and media, but I've mm -hmm. seen more people that are bold and doing more stuff on social media that are actually more successful than the people that are on TV. Absolutely. It's, it's the people that are not afraid to go on LinkedIn to do their lives and connect with their audience. Absolutely. And yeah. just say, hey, hey I'm what's here. going on with you? I've got this awesome like tank top over here and you've got to have it. Exactly. And here's why, you know, that kind of thing. So exactly. it's just really real. Um, I think there's um, a real need for transparency, mm -hmm. right? And um, how, how do we um, just kind of really show who we are and relate back to whomever our client or customer base is. Um, what is Think3 Media, what's next? Like, so you're, is this really housed under Think3 Media, but you're still taking on clients and doing PR and that sort of thing yes. also? You are. So I bucked at growth for a very long time. I was like, no, <laughs> I just want to stay really, really small and I enjoy all the clients I have. And I had this posted, I don't know who I was listening to that said it's time to grow. And I would just ignore it for years. And again, COVID-19 in March, we pretty much, all my clients put their contracts on hold. Sure. And I was just grateful to God, you know, I was like, well, thank you that I had enough to keep paying people and I had a cushion. So let me get all this stuff that I've been wanting to do out there. Yeah. But I don't know, when everybody got their PPP loans and everything else, we had more people because marketing and PR was so necessary to Absolutely. small business success right now mm -hmm. coming and we were, coming up with all these creative out-of-the-box solutions. You should do this. Oh, partner with this person and y'all leverage each other's networks. Yeah. And then they kept telling people. And so now it's at a point where I'm like, I'm not really going to bed <laughs> and I'm hiring and <laughs> trying to figure everything out and we're all working remotely. Um, so we're growing yeah. and it's um, amazing. I was very afraid of it before because I didn't want to give up 
um, my personal stuff that I love mm -hmm. to do, but it, it's it's working out. It's working. That's out. where we're at right now. Well, you know, <laughs> you can't make an omelet without breaking any eggs, right? So I've always yeah. said that, and so I think that right now you're like whipping up those. You're scrambling oh, yeah. those eggs and you're growing something really incredible. Um, but it is hard because that work-life balance, mm -hmm. right? And so now you're in that spot where your work might be taking over a little bit of the more of the balance than you want. And so what are the, some of the things that you do to try to stay sane? Oh my gosh, I go to the wellness studio every weekend. <laughs> they already know what time I'm coming. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I just need to meditate. Yeah. And um, it just resets. And I'm, I'm in an amazing class right now that's all about um, tapping into who mm -hmm. you are and self-care. So when you were talking about getting rid of people, yes. we talk about that. Mm -hmm. What resonates what weighs with you? you down. Yeah. Yeah. What sucks your energy That's out? That's right. Writing it down. If this it's is clients, a stressful world, right? And if it's a it client, is. sometimes you just have to say bye, bye to money <laughs> in order to just be happy. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I love what we do. Like, I literally do a happy dance anytime a client gets like an amazing placement. Yeah. Like, hold on, y'all. Praise break. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um, and then just thinking of the cool stuff. I oh my God, I just thought of this cool thing for you. You got to please, 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 please let me do it. Da -da -da -da. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I love what I do, but to that point, Leah has to take care of herself so that sure. I can be the best me for everyone, every, around you. everyone else. Mm -hmm. And if I'm, if I'm not, then I'm depressed and yeah. the pandemic and being isolated doesn't make it any better. Of course not. No, it really doesn't. And I, you know, that's what I realized. I, I when the pandemic hit, um, and then I imported all this PPE, which is very intense five weeks of my life. Probably one of the most intense five weeks of my life, to be honest. And when I came out of that and we kind of were successful with it, I realized I have not taken care of Kathy mm -hmm. in years. Like literally not for years. So like, what did you do? Well, I just took a month or two and I've been more quiet, right? And now yes. it's ramping back up. But I mean... I didn't go into the office every day. Like we were, we were an essential business, so we were in here all the time, working, 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 and literally packing up boxes of masks and sending them out, and just trying to meet the demand, right? And so, yeah, I just took some time, and Good. I just needed to breathe, and I spent a lot of time with my kids and my husband, Good. and just, I was, I was there. Um, and it felt so good to realize, hey, I can take care of me and I can still be successful and I can, it's, you've got to figure out that balance, right? right. Yeah, there's this uh, place called Getaway mm -hmm. and it's like Instagram knows, like she's going through something. Feed her the post of the cabin in the woods with the dog Your and no electricity. Yeah. <laughs> and it came on my feet like the third time and it hit on that Did right day. Oh, I booked it. I'll awesome. go in two weeks. I've heard about it. I've heard about it. I've heard <laughs> I it's like, I'm out of here. Spectacular. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm bringing my yoga mat. I'm bringing essential oils. I was like, I don't know what the setup is like. <laughs> She's out of here. She's bringing books. I'm bringing journals. I don't know what's going to be revealed to me. So I'm stoked. That is amazing. I'm well, out of here. I love how open you are to like um, just being more and mm -hmm. these opportunities and taking advantage of them. Um, what do you think um, gives you that sense to where you go, oh, that is something I need to do, or that is an opportunity that I need to capitalize on? How, what, what's, where's your, what's the word I'm looking for? How do you navigate through that? 
I have learned to trust my gut more yeah. than anything. Like I, uh, somebody you know. called it like your internal GPS mm -hmm. where it's telling you what to do and sometimes we don't do what we're supposed we to do. We don't do it and then it's a big disaster. It's a huge and mm -hmm. so I've had too many of those where I'm like, oh, that feels good, that doesn't feel right. So I trust me enough. And then I also know the things that I write down and the conversations I have where I'm like, this is where I want things to go. Sure. And so as I'm kind of attracting those opportunities, because I really believe in like the law of attraction, if it comes, I know I'm like, I asked for that. Yeah. So I don't care that I'm going to this cabin in the woods. I got to make this happen because Leah, that's exactly what, yeah. that's the link that you asked so for. To trust that internal. Oh yeah, this yeah, right here. Absolutely. I say that all the time. You know. You know. You, you sometimes doubt yourself, but mm -hmm. you, you know. For this sure. is the best GPS you will ever have. 100%. <laughs> when you're in touch with who you are, you really do. Yeah. Yeah, you have that sense. What books are you reading right now? Or what book? Ooh, I'm such a nerd. I'm so happy. Yes. Yay. Oh my gosh. Um, so I'm reading uh, Brendan Burchard's High Performance Habits. Mm -hmm. Just because awesome. when we were talking about balance, I just wanted to know how high performers balance their life out. Absolutely. And so there was there's a lot of tips and tricks that he teaches in that book that kind of helped me to mellow out, but yeah. still perform and execute on a daily basis, which is awesome. Yes. Like simple things like, Leah, you've been sitting down for every hour, set an alarm on your clock that you stop and you walk Get up and you move around. Go yes. walk the dog. I was Go so stressed out this morning, I went and walked the dog. And exactly. My, actually, my husband was like, I'm going to take dogs for a walk. And I was like, nope. you know what? Laptop <laughs> shut. I'm going with you. Right? I mean, it's weird because now he's home a lot more, you know, and we're all yeah. kind of working from the same spaces. So it's such a strange dynamic. That in general yeah. is just so strange. But yeah, you know, you just, that's, that's great advice. And we don't realize. No. Right? Or, I could have wrote know, this book, Brendan. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. Well, well you've written, you're writing your third one, so I'm sure you <laughs> Right? <laughs> so Netflix series, do you have a... I mean, Ooh. or did you already go oh through all gosh. the Netflix? <laughs> oh no, that's the crazy thing is I don't watch TV. I don't either. Like on the weekends. I don't watch it. I, I want to so badly, but I just don't do it. I, I can't. I can't. But. Are you watching anything? I did get sucked into debt. Dead to Me with Christina Applegate. I've heard and it's so good. It was I so good. I watched it. <laughs> oh, but there was so much drama and I was a could see it, it coming. It was, I was, was like, it oh, was too much. it kind of stressed me out. I it's, was stressed. It was stressful. I was like, I can't. I mean, I just can't. So and it was during the pandemic. Stressed. So I was like, you know, I'm going to come back to this one. It's so good, though. <laughs> yeah, like, I've I heard finished that. season I've heard it's so two. Good. And yeah, I was kind of happy when it was done because it's just this roller coaster. And I'm like, you're oh like, my oh, God. you're kind of like relieved. You can't walk away. I know, I know. So I did get sucked into that one, but. Not too many others. Too many. Yeah, I don't really watch TV. I don't either. And so, but I always ask because I'm always, yeah. I want to. <laughs> I do too. You know I, mean? I like, want to watch Netflix. I finished all of Netflix. And I'm like, really? really? What did you do? When, when did you do that? <laughs> but I, I mean, businesses and kids and all that, you know, yeah. it just, I can't. And once you get sucked in. Oh, it's bad. You're up, it's I'll, three in the morning oh. and you're like, oh, I've got to go to bed. Nah, and then that's a new I, level of stress. I'll tell you what sucks me in <laughs> is TikTok. Oh, I know. I watch it with Isabella Listen, all the time. People now are like, I go to your stories because I want to see what funny TikTok videos you found. <laughs> and I will have friends that will text me and yeah. say, get off of TikTok. I, <laughs> go to bed. Take a break. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm I do. Like, Isabella and I sit. Me. Yeah, it's funny. It's Isabella so and I sit in her room all the time and watch it and we just have the funniest time and just laugh. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. The creativity. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah. I, I will go down that route. Yeah, trail. when we were hearing that it was going to go away, I was like, no. Well, and then they tried <laughs> Instagram Reels. It, it wasn't, it's not the it's same. It's not the same. You don't no, get that 60 it's too seconds. Yeah, it's, it's too, good. Yeah. yeah, it's too good. I'm the TikTok queen. <laughs> I will, and I told, uh, there's a blogger here who was, who's got a really great following, and I said on a YouTube video, you do that, girlfriend. I'm not ticking or talking for nobody. <laughs> and then I got in there, and she says, let me run that back for you. <laughs> now oh, I'm obsessed. <laughs> so as a black woman in today's dynamic culture, you're kind of paving the way, and you're such a voice and a spokeswoman for black people and black women and empowering them. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, I just think um, right now it's so important for me not to kind of hide behind the things that are right. happening and to step sure. out and use whatever platform that I have in order to not only inspire black women, but to inspire um, my non-people of color friends sure. or my white friends yes. to, uh, to spur into action. And so um, I know that the window for change is so small. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what can Leah do in her own sphere of influence Absolutely. in order to push the agenda forward or make things more equitable? And so I've been doing a lot of work with companies in the advertising and marketing sphere where I can help them with communication yeah. or help them to review company practices to make sure that they're hiring in a way that's equitable. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing presentations on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so I'm really taking everything that I know from a legal standpoint to a marketing standpoint yes. to PR and communications and just trying to use that influence to make a way so that my kids or my kids' kids can live in a better world sure. that I didn't necessarily have that same opportunity. Absolutely. And do you think, are you seeing some dynamic changes? Are you seeing I a am. shift? Yeah. I am. It's crazy because More they're awareness. the older generation. They'll always let us know, oh, you young folks out there protesting, <laughs> you know. Eh. Right. But they, they've even said that, man, the fire and the spunk of like this younger generation we didn't think that we would see changes before and now we feel like something really big is going to happen That's and awesome. i feel the same way i mean just the support for black owned businesses that mm -hmm. i've seen just in the city of dallas absolutely has been so amazing amazing mm -hmm. and it just proves the point that there was always enough in the pie for everybody absolutely for everybody i've always eat. said that there always right. has been that's right and so I just think, and, and people didn't even realize like during that point in time where people were making an effort like, hey, we're gonna take this chunk of time and really put our dollars into the black community, into right. black owned businesses. Mm -hmm. They saved a lot of our businesses here in Dallas. Amazing. Like some were like, this was the biggest sales weekend we've had in a long time. If there was were not kind of those, the pivotal point yes. of success or failure. Yes. 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 And so it's so important. So seeing those changes and even now seeing people to continue those yeah. efforts. And it's and as far as like when we talk about like white allyship and seeing a lot of the content creators and those that have like social media influence yeah. still organizing efforts to yeah. further the movement For is sure. just so encouraging. And they're not doing it to be famous or to bring any light it's to because it matters yeah it's important and i love it that is important. So yes, absolutely like, yes yes um well that's that's exciting to hear and i do believe that dallas has been really supportive which is wonderful you know just as a small business owner white black hispanic whatever yeah um i mean that support is so necessary right now 
and to just shed light on these black-owned businesses is um, really one of the most important aspects, I think, of 2020. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. And I was a part of a organization that we decided for like two or three weeks that, okay, just upload your receipts. We're encouraging you to shop black-owned or eat at a black-owned restaurant. And we had a goal of five million uh -huh. to reach by Juneteenth. And we were over five million that was spent within black owned businesses within the US by Juneteenth. And I was, I didn't, I mean, I uh -huh. knew we were gonna, I thought we were gonna hit a million. Okay, I didn't think we were gonna hit five. And That's I amazing. was like, yeah. through the roof, like, it's look fantastic. what we can do when we collectively come together. Absolutely. And so it's just and awesome. bring knowledge and, and revenue. <laughs> and then I had people like bloggers here that were like, Leah, I just bought from this boutique and I had no idea they had this, this, and that. Right. So they were stepping outside their comfort zones. Absolutely. So it was awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. I've so I've so enjoyed talking with you today. Know, you're so dynamic. You're beautiful. Thank you're you. just such a talented and just graceful lady. So thank you for being here with me. Thanks for having me. Of course. Anytime. Thanks for joining us on the Field of Report today. And if you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit subscribe. Have a great day.